Did Jay-Z and R. Kelly really film their music video, Fiesta, on Epstein Island? Or is this a case of people trying to connect dots that they have no proof actually connect? And we take a look at an upcoming pastor summit to feature a pro-gay atheist as one of the speakers. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we got a couple of different topics and something that is honestly on our heart as a ministry when it comes to looking up, sharing, and discovering things that we may find online or elsewhere. But before we do that, we just ask you right now, if you feel so led to subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel, we try to put out a number of videos every single week that will benefit you in your walk with Christ, or if you don't know Christ, hopefully this will help you come to know and come to really truly have a true knowledge of who your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is as well as if you listen to this via podcast, you can uh, just give a five-star review if you feel led, if you think we're up to the task on that. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, do that just because all of these things, the liking of the videos, the, um, the the reviews and all that, all that does is help us to get this message out to more and more people. And that is our heart's cry. And today I'm actually going to have a guest on a little bit later to tell you guys something about Something really important to our hearts, not only some things that we're working on as a ministry, but also an upcoming event that we have this summer that we're going to be talking to you guys about. But before we get into that, there have been a number of videos and even a post thread on Twitter going viral claiming that the R. Kelly and Jay-Z, and yes, they did do an entire album together, uh, that there is a video that they did called Fiesta, which was a popular song in the early 2000s, uh, and they are claiming that the song, the music video for the song, was actually filmed at none other than the infamous Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, the Epstein Island. And they are pointing out different things, different things from Wikipedia that have been taken off and so forth. And you can kind of see the thread here. And one of the main proponents of this is a man who goes by the name, and he has almost 400,000 followers on Twitter by the name of Dom Luker, Breaker of Narratives. And this is what he had posted. Fun fact, did you know Jay-Z and R. Kelly's Fiesta music video was filmed on Jeffrey Epstein's island in February of 2001? He actually posted a video that was kind of a short that was made on YouTube by one young lady, and then he posts a link to a revision that was made on Wikipedia. And in that revision uh, that was made on January 20th at 1047 on 2023, uh, that what was taken out was that the quote filming of the music video took place on Jeffrey Epstein's island, Little St. James. He then posts an article from something called whacked.dev uh, and, and guys and, and a Reddit conspiracy forum and so forth. Uh, as I mentioned, there were multiple videos made about this, but none of them give a very good reference to really, hey, we know it was filmed here because this person said so, or whatever it may be. And hey, I'm telling you this, going into this, I will say looking at it, hey, yeah, I guess you could say it's at an island. And as we get into what's going on with R. Kelly as of right now, by the way, um, you may say, oh, these Dots seem to connect. In fact, if we look at the lifestyle of the three men mentioned, and in fact, when we look at who they are as people, the things that they've put out, 
uh, the things they've been convicted of or the things that people have exposed, including Good Fight Ministries, then you could say, hey, maybe there are some dots to connect, but we want to make sure those lines are actually connecting and we aren't the ones drawing them in. And so, and if it came out that, yes, this was filmed there, so be it. But let's always make sure we have a good amount of evidence. Is Jeffrey Epstein a creep? Absolutely. I believe that this was a man used by, I personally believe it has to do with a cabal that was behind him and using and getting a lot of information by way of being a disgusting person who was trafficking young girls and using Ghislaine Maxwell to help him traffic these young girls to have them um, be the, man, I'm trying to use the words that aren't going to get our entire video flagged, but I think Epstein will do that trick. But nonetheless, when when you look at it, it is horrible what they did with young girls and so many of the celebrities that were involved in this, so many of the people that were involved with Jeffrey Epstein, whether it's Bill Gates or former prime ministers of Israel or whoever it may be, there are a lot of people, obviously Bill Clinton as well, and even Donald Trump had some runnings with him. He did distance himself. It mentioned specifically that he liked young girls. But nonetheless, when we look at it, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein was absolutely a creep. And if I'm giving you my honest opinion, I think that he probably didn't kill himself while in his cell. Nonetheless, as we move forward, what about Jay-Z? Jay-Z Have we seen quite clearly that he's talked about being possessed by spirits such as Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Have we seen him have a Lester Crowley's maxim, the godfather of Satanism, do what thou wilt, blazoned across his chest? Yep. Has he rapped a song in which he says that Lucifer had a righteous cause for sinning and even claimed that he had never read the Bible, that it just came to him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that would be Jay-Z. R. Kelly himself, for those who don't know, R. Kelly is in prison. And in fact, uh, he's going to be there a while. And maybe you guys don't know about R. Kelly. He was very popular for a number of songs, uh, songs that were featured on (laughs) kids' movies like Space Jam. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. R. Kelly was a huge artist and he did go alongside none other than Jay-Z and did an entire album with him. But just recently, guys, a judge sentenced the disgraced singer R. Kelly to one additional year in prison for his Chicago conviction of federal child pornography and child enticement charges. On top of the 30 years, he is already serving for a separate conviction out of New York. So R. Kelly is going to be going away for a very, very long time. And as the main contributor, Jim DeGratis, who brought these things to light, some of the actions that he has been doing, and there are plenty of people, and I I want to praise God for this, because there are plenty of people that engage in this sort of behavior, that do this uh, sort of behavior, and justice never comes upon them in this life. There will be justice done. There's always justice done for every single person that's ever entered into the world for the crimes that they have committed. And those crimes are the laws that they have broke where God has rightly given us the law and the law that he has given, not only that we have in holy writ, but also that he's written on our hearts. The Holy Spirit has gone out and convicted the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And every time you break a law, you are a lawbreaker against the one true God. And every one of those laws that have been broken, guess what? They will be, without a doubt, they will be paid for, either by you for all eternity or 
by Jesus Christ, the one who said, paid in full to Telestai. He paid for all the crimes. So either when God sees you, he will judge you and you will get exactly what you deserve for the crimes you have committed against him, or he will look on you and see his son and see bought and paid for by my son. He paid for my sins. But in terms of this life, yes, we should want justice. I think Micah 6, 8 talks about that, right? We should want justice. That should be our heart's cry that we see justice, but also know at the end of the day, no matter what happens in this life, that justice will still remain, that our God is a good God. He is a good judge. He does not have unequal weights and measurements. And so we look at that and we say, God is going to judge it. But in this case, it is a blessing to know that some of the disgusting behavior, by the way, people have known for quite a long time that R. Kelly is a sicko. There were videos of underage girls that he urinated, or a underage girl specifically, that he urinated on. I mean, there I could go into it, but I don't want to get that deep into it. And I'm bringing this all out because I know we do focus a lot on the artist and we can look at R. Kelly and see not only how he has been an abuser, but how honestly he's been abused and used by the proper propagators of this disgusting display of debauchery. And it's not just R. Kelly, but I also want you to hear, because maybe you're thinking, oh, Chad, this is just you thinking this, or you guys are all about that music is all pushing this, that, or whatever. But guys, even the people behind the music, they have openly, if you listen enough, and this is why I think it's really important for believers who love the truth to go off the things we know are true. The Bible says that love rejoices in the truth. It doesn't rejoice in falsehood. So we want to make sure that we go off the very things that we can prove the best we can. And we do not want to share that which is false. How many people might share something that ends up being false? And guess what? You're then going to share the truth of the gospel with someone, but the same person has seen you share things that just aren't true. And so we want to be careful. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, but we certainly strive to be in our sharing of the truth. And when I listen to this, this is why I like to see what do they say with their own words? What are the things that they believe and push to us? It is also important to see not only the artist and the people that are in front of the camera, but also the ones behind the camera, behind the studio, behind the one that's actually getting his pockets lined more than any of the rest of them. And if there is one guy specifically, and he's actually been the YouTube's global head of music, he has pushed a lot of the rap scene. And this is a guy by the name of Lior Cohen. And Lior Cohen, who has pushed a lot of this stuff, was actually a couple of years ago, not too long ago, on The Breakfast Club. And he was actually talking about the devastating uh, usage of opioids. And they were actually talking about lean or juice as well. And he was talking about how terrible it is and how, oh man, all these people dying. And in the context, right before what the clip that we're about to show, they were actually specifically discussing the death of the rapper DMX, who he had worked with. And he talked about how great of a person he was and he wanted to just sit alone and fish. And it was so amazing how hard it was to watch him die. And then they were talking about how rap helped people realize how terrible crack was. And then they start talking about, well, and he's asked this. I, I, I don't want to intro it too much. I want it to play for you. But Charlemagne the God is what he goes by of the Breakfast Club asks Lior Cohen about signing these artists that push this. And I, I want you to hear his answer. Well, being a so crackhead wasn't cool said, would you, back then. Being what? a crackhead wasn't cool. 
Now it's it, they seem like they're they're making it cool to be drinking lean and syrup and it's the most dangerous it's the most dangerous thing that's facing um um our society. I want you to hear that real quick. Right before what he's about to be asked, he just said the most famous the the most dangerous thing facing our society is that those in rap, the ones that he's pushing, the ones that he's making a lot of money off of, they're pushing this stuff on kids and they're drinking it, and it's the most dangerous thing in our society. Lean or syrup and, and all this stuff. And now listen to what he's asked. So why sign an artist that would promote that? Um, b- because I, I I already answered that question. You weren't paying attention. Um, she asked me talent or issues. And I said talent. But I, I, I have to, I, I can't give up on people. But I'm saying that's hypocritical though? You're saying um, the it's opportunistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I got I got people to feed. Um, <laughs> oh, I got a bu- I got a I got a business to run. <laughs> You're gonna make Dame Dash take this clip and call you a culture vulture. So notice it comes down to what the Bible actually warns about: that the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, and that is a reality here. As you watch him talk about how terrible it is, these lost people on these drugs, and it's so horrible. And he's asked straight up, "Then why are you using these artists and promoting this stuff?" And what does he have? Well, I got I got I got mouths to feed. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the mighty dollar is his god. He has he is serving his mammon, and he doesn't care about the deaths of children. He doesn't care about using the artists like R. Kelly. He doesn't care about using the artists like DMX. He doesn't care about using these artists that will promote things that are wicked. And guess what? As long as his pocket gets lined, he can go up there and tell you how much he feels bad. As his pockets keep getting lined, it's disgusting, despicable, and it hurts my heart. And I know this is going to be a hard transition, but I didn't want to just talk about that because I do want to make some warnings in the church when we see things coming in that are hurting the body of Christ. One thing that is very interesting are so many of—it's I, I, so convoluted right now in so much of the Christian realm, because you have progressive Christianity, which is not Christianity, right? And then you have like Christian nationalism. And I don't want to go even to that because even the guy I'm talking about doesn't like Christian nationalism because he's not a Christian. But just, there are just really, really the lines that are drawn in the sand. It seems like even though they're they're fighting each other uh, on these issues, neither one has a biblical perspective. And when I actually am looking at what's going on now with TPUSA, and this is something we've been covering for a while, but Charlie Kirk and TPUSA, there are, I mean, there's some cognitive dissonance going on there, but we have warned over and over again about winning the culture war apart from Christ. What is the point of winning a culture war that is not truly through the culture becoming saved, with people coming saved? And I'm not somebody who looks at the scripture and says, oh, look, we can win this culture war and everyone will become Christian. If we just enact laws, then people will be more aligned with our Christian views and we can make disciples of all nations without them actually being disciples as long as they understand and are taught the laws of God. I think it's absolutely preposterous. But when we look at this, and I see that there's a pastor summit coming up very quickly, I might add, and in this pastor summit, some of the speakers, and sadly enough, I can tell you this, there are people on that speakers list of men that I actually have learned from. And and I, I'm like, man, what are you doing with this convolution of ideas? And when you go to the TPUSA faith page, one of the things at the very top of it is, of course, none other than Sean Foyt from Bethel. 
Sean Foyt, who is a new apostolic reformation teacher, somebody who dabbles in numerology, someone who I do not consider a brother in Christ and is pushing false teaching. And there he is at the top of the TPUSA page on faith. And then when we look at this event, it's bad enough some of the false teachers and NAR pushers and also the, the Calvinist reconstructionist side of things as well, uh, and guys who've been proven to be false uh, in terms of their writings on Jefferson and so forth, like Mr. Barton there. But having at a pastor summit, this one thing to say, hey, we're doing politics, which I don't get me started on that, but it's one thing to say we're talking about politics. It's another thing to say this is a pastor summit to show ch- pastors what they ought to know and to invite atheist gay rights activist by his own admission, in fact, by a recent tweet by somebody saying, James Lindsay, when he hears that the right, conservatives, they think, wants to take away gay rights, and he says, quote, I'm going to fight everyone who wants to take away the rights of free citizens in free countries. And so we have a situation where James Lindsay, the atheist, uh, the atheist pro-gay activist, apparently, that's what he's going to fight for, by the way, is going to be speaking at a pastor's summit. And of course, he's going to be talking about Marxism and how Gnosticism is coming in and all of this stuff, not realizing that he himself, in all honesty, I I do not care about somebody's opinion on this, that, or the other, to teach pastors and train pastors about the things that's coming into the culture to be taught by somebody apart from the Holy Spirit to then express that to a bunch of pastors. It's one thing of Epimendes being quoted by Paul. It's one thing to read and understand what the pagan poets believe. It's another thing for Paul to then grab Timothy and say, let's read under Epimendes and actually let's learn under Epictetus and let's learn under the pagan philosophers and then we'll be able to understand how to combat the culture to bring forth the gospel. That is idiotic and I'm telling you, with James Lindsay, I have watched when Costihan tried to share the gospel with him, how much he mocked him for trying to do so on Twitter. I have seen his mockery of Christians over and over again on Twitter. And yet here we are promoting him at a pastor's summit. But this isn't it, guys. If this was all that has ever been done by TPUSA in regards to faith, in regards to mixing up things and having those who are pro-gay activists on their page— there is still a TPUSA page dedicated to one man who is, guess what? A practicing homosexual, Rob Smith. And in fact, we're going to be playing a clip from a much earlier 511 News, back before we had video, but now we're going to add video to it regarding an event in which Rob Smith was involved. And in that event where Rob Smith was involved, they were in front of a sign that talked about winning the culture war And yet, the culture that they promoted was none other than actually practicing homosexuality. You have multiple times uh, advocated on behalf of uh, accepting homosexuality, accepting uh, homosexual acts as normative in the conservative movement. How does sex help us win the culture war? I'm going to let the gay man answer that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So can I I ask you a question? Can you have the... To ask the gay man on the stage that question and don't sure. defer to him. It's, so ask so so, so yeah. ask me that question. I will answer you that question. How so does? I'm gonna, no, no, no. I'm gonna answer you. You already asked the question, so I'm gonna answer that question. 
I'm going to ask you that question. This is America. This is the greatest freaking nation in the world. We realize that America is great because we have Western values. We realize that, no, no, let me finish, dude. We realize that gays and lesbians are able to contribute to American society in the same way that everybody else is. And let me tell you, and let me tell you, when you continue doing that, okay, you realize that we are here. We are able to do everything. And let me tell you something as well. I served in the military, right? I served five years. I didn't rock turn. What's up? How does homosexual sex help us win the culture war? Who said homosexual sex helps you win the that culture war? That's the question that I'm asking. Why are you promoting it? Well, it's a, it's a BS question, and you know it is. It's, not, it's, it's a question that is not, so be, it's not, it's not a good faith question. So, I'm it's not, be, it's the dude, I'm it's not be a good honest. faith question. Like, honestly, I don't care what two consenting adults do. So, that's, that's the whole thing. And, and you your, your, your hyper-focus on it is kind of weird thanks for I mean, being you here. seem to be you seem to be really interested in gay sex i'm pretty sure if you're if you're into that you can go find somebody to do it with i don't know maybe now i think that's really interesting because what happens there is it quickly turns into something you see online quite a bit um you know i i would say that is one of the most common tactics when it comes to homosexuals that they will end the same way that charlie and rob smith ended there and that was the well maybe you care about this because you're a homosexual uh and i find that to be somewhat disgusting as so is homosexual practice. Um, actually, the Bible says it's unnatural. That's exactly right. And one of the things that happens when we decide this idea that we are going to separate the individual from society as a whole, and you're going to hear Charlie Kirk does this, okay? And he does this with all of Christian faith, in fact. And I think it's really, really interesting because, like I said, you didn't really get much of an answer from there. Rob kind of jumped all over the place. Uh, he was a veteran. Um, you know, he, I, it was kind of just, I, I'm sure they were kind of taken off guard by the question. And I think they didn't give a, a much of an answer, but here's Charlie when he's had a little time to prepare for this question. What does what they do in their private life concern you so much that you have to go up in front of a it crowd? Is, and it is against God. That is. So why. let me ask you a question. Are you a, a Christian or not? Do we live in a theocracy? Yes or no? No. That's. A, do we live in a theocracy? You said you're a Christian. You. Said I am a Christian. Christian. And do you know what? And guess what? I, I will say this. Part of being a Christian is in, appropriately interpreting what the theological says for the individual, but also means to be long-suffering and patient and loving and kind. Jesus Christ talked to all people. Jesus Christ went and did his ministry through Judea and Samaria, and he had dinner with tax collectors, and he had dinner with prostitutes, and he did his ministry in every part of the Mediterranean. What it means to be a Christian, my friend, is to be open-minded but firm in your beliefs so you can have that belief. But if you say there's something inherently wrong with communicating or associating just because they make different personal decisions than you, then you, sir, are not a conservative. Thanks for being here tonight. Now, I, I think it's really important for us to understand why this is a problem, why it's a problem to promote homosexuals as part of your winning of the culture war. The only thing I want to win is people in the culture coming to Christ. That is the main goal in my life. And to throw pastor summit and have faith pages and so forth with a bunch of NAR teachers, uh, it, it is a dangerous thing. It is a convolution, a dangerous convolution 
of bringing forth conservatism as if it is Christianity. And sadly enough, the bait and switch that has happened, I, th- I think, over the last eight years or so with so many people that were conservative on a lot of different issues, whether it's gay marriage or abortion or whatever, and to really see that being pushed by the wayside. And I think the hypocrisy is seen all over the place. And when we look at the progressive left as well, uh, and I'm talking about those who claim to be Christians, the deconstruction movement, where you have believers deconstructing because they can find different aspects of Christianity that they might like that also agree with their sexual ethics and also a lot of their practicing ethics themselves. Well, I'm a hypocrite too because I do these things. And the truth is, I believe that too many people have taken off so much of the armor of God and traded it for an armor of fun and entertainment that is so contrary to the Word of God that it actually becomes disobedience. And I'm not saying all forms of entertainment, but specific things that are not in line with the Word of God. And because they themselves are not walking in the truth and wearing the breastplate of righteousness, then when the enemy shoots his arrows of doubt towards them, all of a sudden they start hitting because their shield of faith gets lower and lower and their breastplate is not really them walking upright in the fear of the Lord, but they are walking just like the world. And we have an event, and I told you I was going to have a guest on today, and I will be having a guest on today, none other than Tommy Paneri from Good Fight Ministries, because Tommy and myself, as well as four or five uh, other leaders here at Good Fight Ministries, are going to be heading up to Tahoe for a youth retreat in July. And we want to invite not only for you to come and to send, if you are a young person listening to this, somebody from the ages of 14 to 19, if you can send somebody up, we already are filling up. So I, I'm doing this now, but we are already getting uh, almost to max capacity. So hopefully sign up as quick as possible. But something else that people are doing are also offering up a sponsorship for young people. If money is the issue, it'd be great to have people that say, maybe I don't have a niece, a nephew, a a daughter, or a brother, or whatever it may be, but I do know that there are people out there who need this. And so we're going to be talking about deconstruction and why we want to have this retreat. Tommy, I want to welcome you to the 511 News that you've helped edit for all these times. Thank you so much, Chad, for having me. I'm blessed to be on the show with you. Uh, Just overall, last year's retreat was just such a blessing to be a part of and to just to see how many kids were impacted and admonished during that trip was a huge blessing for me to be a part of. And that's the main thing that we want to encourage you guys in. And if, if you want to either help sponsor a kid or you have a kid who's able to go is just the amount of impact that we have and that we had on them. And it was just incredible. And especially, as you said, with the deconstructionism, like far too many kids these days are deconstructing and having those questions either not answered or not even bringing them up because they're scared to to challenge authority or different people. Um, so it's just something that's very important for us. Yeah, I think that's, that's the big thing is our heart's desire is to basically share with these young people like, hey, there's a good reason to believe these things from Scripture. There's a good reason to actually follow Christ. And I know, yeah. Tommy, one thing I do love is you get different uh, aspects. And I know uh, our backgrounds are a little different. I mean, the same that we've discipled by the same person, but uh, in in the sense of our, our pastor being Pastor Joe. But for me, I came to faith right at the age where a lot of people are deconstructing. So I guess I had li- lived the hedonistic lifestyle and then came to Christ and realized, wow, like I had to be 
in the truth, to know the truth. And I was like, wow, I'd been living a lie the whole time. Where I know for you, obviously growing up in the faith, but saying, I'm not going to deconstruct. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a, that's another great perspective for people to understand as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. And having that, that um, being brought up here at Blessed Hope and having that um, on my resume going into high school and having the uh, the strong people in this fellowship being able to build me up was so impactful. And in having the messages on every Wednesday night and being poured into and being admonished and and then being put to the test in those different situations of, you know, whether it's evolution taught at schools or whether it's, you know, the the pride that, that gets to the young people and wanting to be cool and fit in. It was something that I was tested in really young. And I was just like, I came to the realization, I don't want to partake in these things. I don't want to be a part of these, um, this wickedness that the Bible describes as unholy, ungodly, and ultimately uh, as children of disobedience. And I wanted to be obedient to my father in heaven. So I made that distinction um, early on and it was very important for me. And then being able to share those things with the youth, I mean, teaching with you in the high school group has been something too that helps build me up even today. You know, I'm digging into the word and trying to understand um, God's will and his um, word in so many different ways. No, amen. And I think that's the big thing. And for you guys who don't know, last year when we did our entire youth retreat, it was awesome. I mean, we we were having different scripture memorization. Obviously, we did a lot of hiking and all that stuff. And and Tommy taught a number of messages, myself as well as Nick, and and so forth. But one of the things we wanted to make sure they were understanding the Word of God is true and and yeah. why they can trust the Word of God. And for last year's event, it was the in all love and discernment from Philippians chapter one verse nine. And we wanted people, especially the young people that were there, because we did know a lot of them had engagements with them, a lot of our, our brothers and sisters in Christ on the East Coast last year when we were in Pennsylvania. And we wanted to make sure they were solidified in all love and discernment. And that was huge. But this year, Tommy, the thing that we, it, it was awesome because uh, we kind of went back and forth on this. And I said, man, I've been thinking a lot about 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight about being steadfast and immovable. And you talked about specifically Second Peter chapter one and just the those communicable attributes of God in Second Peter chapter one and and really how they mesh in understanding to be steadfast and immovable, making sure our calling and election sure, growing in those attributes of God that He has given us with all diligence. And so if you guys want to know, that's what our youth retreat coming up will encapsulate. And we're ha- trying to get people steadfast and immovable by actually knowing what they believe, why they believe it, and actually put their trust in the Lord. That's the big thing for this retreat. Amen. Yeah, Chad, those are passages that I'm very uh, passionate about and that I love reading and I'm very encouraged by. And just having Second Peter um, written on my heart ever since Pastor Joe did the message on Second Peter 1 and just those pillars of the faith, you know, those attributes that are described there, you know, moral excellence, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, brotherly kindness, love, you know, and then continuing to grow in these things, those were just so impactful on my walk, um, being here at Blessed Hope Chapel. And and I just would love to be able to share with the kids all of those things and how they impacted me and how they, they've helped me stay on the straight and narrow, you know, because so many things in life, they come at you and they come at you and you're not expecting. And even these young kids, when they're not, um, like, they're still developing in their, their thoughts and in their brain, and they're still moldable to an extent by the peers and those who they're around, it's very important that we, 
you know, ingrained in them the truth of God's word. Amen. Amen. And one of the things I love is that you guys not only get to, and for those who are going to be there, you're going to get to hear uh, Tommy share and and teach as well as, as myself and a few of others as well. But we also made a video uh, so you guys can see a little bit of where we're going because last year we were on the East Coast in Camp Eater over there by Gettysburg. And this year we are in Lake Tahoe. And as mentioned before, you can sign up if you are 14 to 19. Obviously, make sure your parents, if you're not 18, uh, are helping sign you up there. But sign up. Or if you say, hey, I just want to help someone go. Maybe someone's out on the fence or like, we would love to go, but we can't afford it. We've been contacted by parents and that stuff has been able to be worked out. So maybe think about doing that as well. But the whole point of this and the heart cry for Tommy, myself, and everyone at Good Fight Ministries, because this is why we're able to do this, is simply to solidify the faith of young people so they can be steadfast and immovable when the world comes and tries to take that seed and remove it and get it to move away from the soil that is your heart, your child's heart and soul. So with all of that, this has been Tommy Paneri and Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.